What a day in the wild, wild west. Plus, the east holds serve. They didn't get tripped up today. And we move forward to a bit exciting finish in the Big Ten standings for the rest of the season. Guess what? A live version of Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day throughout the week. We are going live here on a Saturday night. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And these days, every new potential hire could feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college terms and conditions apply. Well, Iowa and Wisconsin, what a slobber knocker that was at Camp Randall. That was just a typical Big Ten West game. It was more of a typical Iowa game, to be honest with you. Plus, no traps for Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. They all do what they're supposed to do. We'll get into that as well. And we'll also have our first look ahead to week eight we got a huge matchup now between penn state and ohio state be sure to subscribe click down the black button down below and follow lockdown big 10 for free wherever you get your podcast that way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day we do this monday through friday first thing in the morning there's audio versions and of course the youtube video version it comes your way every weekday morning but here we are live on a saturday for immediate reaction to everything that went on particularly the wild, wild west with Wisconsin taking on Iowa at Camp Randall. What a game that was in the good, the bad, and the ugly. It was all there. And Iowa thinks that ugly is the new beautiful. So that's the way it goes, man. There's six and one. You can complain about them all you want, but the Hawkeyes have the inside leg to the Big Ten West. Well, it's they're like a car wreck that you can't look away. I I did the same thing today. Look, I got I got multiple TVs in my family room, but I I basically skipped the future Big Ten top ten matchup between Oregon and Washington today, so I can watch this. Game. So out west, they had a lot of scoring here in, in the Big Ten. They did, but uh, I I couldn't take my eyes off it. I had to see how that was going to play out. Uh, thankfully I had the other TV. I did watch Illinois kick a last second field goal to beat Maryland and a big win for Brett Bielema's crew. Um, they went 27 to 24 on that one. So good for them. Cause they have really struggled and question marks now for Maryland because they started out five and oh, did they have a bit of a hangover from the loss against Ohio state the previous week? Now two losses in a row. Tilia and uh, Mike Loxley and of course the Maryland Terps but we'll get to more on that game on Monday I want to get back to this Iowa Wisconsin game I was just fascinated by it. five of the last nine years the winner of this game at Iowa and Wisconsin has, has gone on to the Big Ten title game that's what was at stake here now because Iowa now has a leg up on that and believe me Iowa has a huge hill to climb because not only does their offense struggle every single week, but every week they lose key players. 
Luke Lachey has been gone. Cade McNamara, he's out for the season. Their quarterback, they lost another tight end. The other Michigan transfer, Eric All today. Doesn't look like that's going to be fixed anytime soon. So they just had to play on crushing defense. Awesome. And I mean awesome special teams. We'll get to that more in just a minute. And then the running game. LaShawn Williams today had that nice 82-yard run in the first half. It was basically the only offense they had because they've been relying on Deacon Hill at quarterback, and he's just, look, he, and by the way, used to play for Wisconsin. But, um, look, he's just not where they need a quarterback to be, and they had to rely on the running game. LaShawn Williams had a huge day with that 82-yard run. Last week, they had Caleb Johnson with a 67-yard run. So, all of a sudden, I was like big play offense and big play singular, not plays. Just they have one big game, big play every week. It's amazing. And the defense, you know, if you watch this podcast on any regular uh, regularity, you know I love Cooper DeGene, the special teams, a defensive player for the Iowa Hawkeyes. But it was Sebastian Castro today that really stepped up a couple of times. Their nickelback, there was a play in the fourth quarter. It wasn't quite game on the line time, but it was pretty close. Uh, Braylon Allen, who was playing hurt, by the way, kudos to him in the fourth quarter. And Sebastian uh, Castro just popped him. And uh, the ball came loose. It was a fourth down play. They had to go to replay because it looked like they had stopped him. But replay showed that Allen just got just far enough to get the first down. And the Wisconsin had recovered the fumble. And so actually replay overturned it. But it was a heck of a hit by Castro. And um, that was about three minutes to go in the ball game. But then Castro ended up ending the game with his third interception of the season later on. So great job by him. And again, that Iowa defense, it was remarkable. Tanner Mordecai for Wisconsin fans, tough day. Hit his hand uh, about a minute and a half to go in the half on Jay Higgins' helmet on a follow-through, running to the right side. And then the next play, you know, he ran and they're like, it looked like the sideline was going, why were you throwing the ball? He literally, you could read his lips. I, I can't throw. I pointed to his hand. I think, I don't know the injury report. It looked like he was in a sling afterward. Might have broke something. I don't know. So that was tough for him. Braden Locke comes in to finish the game. So, um, you know, you're with your backup, both teams with their backup quarterbacks in this thing. Braylon Allen, who I just met you ago, was hurt. He actually left the game in the first half. They said upper body injury. We didn't know at the time if it was shoulder or concussion or whatever, but it wasn't concussion because he came back into the game and gave it his all. But remember, the Badgers are without Ches Malusi, also the running back out of Naples, who had the gruesome injury earlier this year. So they're really thin at running back. Uh, and also, Allen did end up uh, getting enough yards to get over 3,000 for his career there at Wisconsin. But that, that while this is going on, Wisconsin keeps going three and out in the first half. It was seven to nothing at halftime. This was the old three yards in a cloud of dust, maybe one yard in a cloud of dust, the old days of the Big Ten. And it was just the fourth time in 20 years that the Badgers were held scoreless in the first half at home at Camp Randall. Remarkable. In fact, the whole first half was super ugly, but it was amazing in the way it was ugly. Combined both teams had 15 possessions. They had 12 punts, two turnovers on downs, one score, and 10 three and outs. That was the first half. I lost track. I didn't keep track of all those numbers in the second half. And by the way, the MVP of this game, and I am not kidding you. If you didn't see this, the, I've never done this on a podcast or a broadcast before, but the MVP of this game had to be Iowa punter Tory Taylor. 
And he just kept booming 60 yard punts. He punted 10 times in the game, uh, averaged a little more than 50 yards a punt, had a couple of uh, punts over 60, one of them was 62. And I think he pinned it inside the 20 like six different times in this game. He absolutely flipped the field. He was, uh, it was amazing today. And Iowa didn't win the game without him. He was incredible. Meanwhile, as we get going into the second half, Iowa continues to struggle offensively now. Uh, their big play is done with and over with. I think they got three yards on six straight drives, three yards total in six drives. That's no good. They even caught on the cameras. Kirk Ferentz talking to his son, offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz, said, dude, we got to do better than this. And, and they did later on, and we'll get to it. But in the meantime, Wisconsin's chipping away, right? They got a couple of field goals in the third quarter to draw within 7-6. But then Iowa's Drew Stevens, he hit a 48-yarder early in the fourth quarter. So now Iowa is up 10-6. to That's where we're at. And then the Iowa defense converged on Braden Locke in the end zone. They had a team meeting on top of the quarterback, caused a safety. So two more points for Iowa at that point. They're up 12 to six with about 12 minutes to go. Frankly, between you and me, how Iowa is that? A touchdown, a field goal, and a safety. And they got a, a field goal later on in the game. That, that's as Iowa as it gets in this football game. And by the way, they're six and one with games like that. Um, you know, they stalled after receiving the free kick on the safety. And then Torrey Taylor had to punt it again. He punts it all the way down to the six, but Iowa made a silly mistake there. They interfered with the, the fair catch. And so that was a 15-yard penalty. Uh, luckily for the Hawkeyes, it didn't really burn them after that one. And uh, Iowa ended up adding that one more field goal by Drew Stevens, a 40-yarder, to make it 15-6, the final score. And that was about a minute 55 to go. And I mentioned LaShawn Williams earlier, and um, he um, – he had 174 yards, clearly the 82-yard touchdown run for sure. And on the day, again, an Iowa offense that has been beleaguered and has struggled and has really no passing game. I mean, what last was the last game they went without a, a pass reception by a wide receiver? I mean, it's really some old school football. But they rushed for 200 yards today, so their formula: rush for 200 yards, smashing defense, and awesome special teams. That's how Kirk Ferentz has been winning games there for 25 years. It's just more magnified right now because in this day and age of pass-happy offenses and stuff, it's really sticking out. But you can't argue with 6-1. and one. And they got games against Minnesota, Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, and Nebraska to close it out. They can win every one of those games. Maybe they lose one, maybe lose two. They go 11-1, 10-2, 9-3. They're looking really good. Now, they, you know, they're, they got a lot of guys injured. So um, that's going to be interesting to see what they do. But anyway, that was the game, uh, uh, certainly the game of the afternoon, I thought. But there were other games as well. Michigan and Penn State and Ohio State all handled their business. I want to talk to you about that in just one minute. It is a live version of Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. And I also um, I wanted to um, tell you about um, Locked On Jobs, or LinkedIn Jobs. I'm sorry, LinkedIn Jobs. You've got to uh, check them out. I used to be a manager where I had to hire people, and I hated doing it. I hated doing it. It's just it's time consuming, and it it's a big effort, and you're nervous that you're not going to hire the right person. 
Well, LinkedIn Jobs wants uh, you to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So you get your job posting, and then you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame for your LinkedIn profile, and you spread the word to everybody that you're hiring. Once they know, applications start coming in, but they've got simple tools here like screening questions that make it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and obviously eventually hire because that's the name of the game and that's what we're trying to do here linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast every monday andy Patton and isaac shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball keep you up to date on the ncaa tournament bubble and get you ready for the upcoming week of games from the big east to the mountain west and everywhere in between andy and isaac have college hoops covered on the locked on college basketball podcast Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, there were other games today as we're coming to you live here on Locked On Big Ten. Again, you can catch us first thing in the morning with audio and video releases of this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And they come out first thing in the morning, Monday through Friday. But we, you know, there's too much going on here on a Saturday that I got to get off my chest. I want to hear from you as well. You can hit me up on uh, Talk Big Ten if you want. Uh, uh, that's our that's Twitter. Also, uh, we have our website. You can hit us up on TalkBigTenNumber10.com and uh, also here on YouTube. Love to hear from you. So, by definition, there were a few trap games in the Big Ten. Okay, and involving Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, but they handled their business in big games, uh, trap games that they, uh, you know, you could have easily looked ahead uh, because you got bigger games coming up next weekend. So we took a look at them a lot this week on prior podcasts. If you want to check it out, we previewed everything and uh, had some uh, interesting points. I think you might be interested in if you don't, if you're just finding us for the first time, go back and listen to them on Lockdown Big Ten. They're all stacked up there one after the other. Let's start with Michigan and Indiana. We thought maybe a trap game, ugly day, right? And then and then Indiana actually took the lead, seven to nothing. And through the first quarter, uh, JJ McCarthy, he had been sacked three times by that point. Indiana had the lead. I think Indiana had 22 plays when Michigan had six. But reality set in. I mean, Michigan might be the greatest team uh, put together in the last 25 years. Maybe we'll find out in November for sure. So I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But Indiana starts out seven to nothing. And um, the Wolverines actually lost eight yards on their first two possessions. It was very on Michigan like, but then they scored on eight or their nine next nine possessions. So that was very Michigan like they totaled uh, 40 or 52 rather unanswered points uh, to improve to seven and oh, four and on the big 10. And they of course will hold their number two spot in the rankings for sure. For IU, it was Rod Carey's first game as offensive coordinator. And you know, they did, Kind of score another touchdown late in the game. It was a touchdown, 
And it would have made them the highest scoring team against Michigan this year. The highest scoring team so far has been Minnesota, put 10 on them. It's the only team to hit the crack double digits against the Wolverine defense. Indiana got a second touchdown in there for 13 points, but then replay showed that the receiver had just stepped on the line before he ran into the end zone. Before he went, they, it was an incomplete pass, basically, to make a long story short. And they took the touchdown off. So Indiana stuck with the seven points, and Michigan's points per game allowed uh, number went down even a smidge more. It's still number one in the country after the TD was taken off the board. Michigan has won 19 straight Big Ten games, tying their school record from 1990 to 1992. And they've scored 50 points two games in a row for the first time since 1975. They've scored 30 or more in a team record 10 straight games. They are rolling. I have plenty more to say about this Michigan football team. We'll have it on our Monday podcast, Locked On Big Ten. So check it out. If you're right now, if you go ahead and subscribe. The black button down below if you haven't already. That way you'll be alerted to, as soon as this thing comes across on Monday and you'll want to watch it because we want to talk about it. There's a lot to get to. This is a big, big week coming up in the Big Ten. So we'll get to all of that. Speaking of the other big guys, Ohio State, they won at Purdue today, 41-7. to Kyle McCord in this game. Uh, ended up throwing three more touchdowns and they roll 41 to seven at West Lafayette situation developing that I want to keep an eye on when we're talking about the Ohio state Buckeyes in this, their running game. Um, Dalen Hayden. Have you heard of him? No, he made his season debut today. He rushed for 76 yards and a touchdown. They got some uh, injuries. So uh, Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams sat out with injuries in this game and chip trained him left the game of the first quarter. Uh, he was a little wobbly after a big hit. So, uh, all of a sudden Ohio state kind of thin at running back, but they're great at wide receiver. Still Marvin Harrison, another big day today. The Buckeyes are now six and zero. They are three and zero in the big 10. And that was their first win at Purdue at Purdue in a decade. Now it sets up a matchup of undefeateds as they play Penn state. More on that coming up in a little bit. A uh, little fun fact, Ohio State has outscored its opponents 68-14 to 14 in the last three halves, dating back to last week against Maryland. So they are starting to get that offense clicking to match what their defense is doing at just the right time. Uh, for Purdue, a tough day for quarterback Hudson Card. 13 of 32 today, just 126 yards and a touchdown. One bright spot, though, for the Boilermakers. Uh, Devin uh, Mockaby ran for uh, 110 yards on 18 carries, so that was pretty good. Another big game today in some sloppy weather, Rutgers. And nobody saw it, Rutgers. They, they, uh, it was homecoming, and Kyle Manungai ran for 148 yards and a go-ahead 21-yard touchdown at the end of the game, and they had overcome an 18-point deficit against Michigan State. So Michigan State, the wheels continue to fall off. And Rutgers give them credit. They uh, were down 18 and then winning the game. Why I say nobody saw it is there were 52,000 fans there, but the weather was lousy. And then when your team's down by 18 and it's homecoming weekend, everybody leaves. Stadium was pretty empty. Nobody saw the comeback. So I'm telling you about it. Rutgers had an amazing comeback today. <laughs> they scored twice within nine seconds at one point. It was uh, it was pretty amazing. You know what else is pretty amazing is Rutgers is now five and two. They're two and two in the Big Ten. They got Indiana up next, who's really struggling. So, again, I applauded Greg Schiano earlier this week on one of our podcasts. Uh, good job by him. 
And in the fourth quarter alone, Rutgers outgained Michigan State 120 yards to negative 20. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, on Monday, we'll get into the Michigan State situation a little bit. They may have found a new quarterback here, so there may be a bright spot into all this. And then, of course, Penn State. Yeah, you could define it as a trap game because it was a lesser opponent at home. Huge game next week, possibly looking ahead, but it was UMass. And final score, 63 to nothing. Not much other to say other than Drew Aller had three touchdown passes in this game. He ran for another. Two of his touchdown passes were to Theo Johnson. And the defense had uh, seven sacks in this game. So it was a, it was a big, big game for them. And it's a tune-up for what's coming up next. Speaking of what's coming up next, uh, we're going to take our first look ahead to this up next upcoming weekend, week eight. In the, can you believe it? Week eight already? And the big, big matchups on the board there. Plus, I want to take this moment to remind you that on this channel, again, I'm kind of telling you, if you're new here live on a Saturday, what we do during the week, in addition to everything we do with our regular podcast, Monday through Friday, Friday, late morning, early afternoon, from 11 to noon Eastern, we have our Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live program, which a lot of people on the Lockdown channel worked on. I just contribute a couple of minutes. I preview everything coming up on the Big Ten. But it airs on this, this YouTube channel on Lockdown Big Ten and all the other Lockdown College channels as well. It's very good program and get you ready for the weekend. So wanted to make sure you knew about that in case you're new to us and you just discovered us here tonight, which we always appreciate. So next in one minute, I want to look at what is coming up. Things are shaping up for a humongous weekend in the Big Ten. It's right here with Locked On Big Ten. So FanDuel, you know, the NFL tomorrow, you got to be part of this. You can snap into action with the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers. Get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's it. That's it. Um, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, by the way. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than to get in the action. And by the way, on this podcast, as long as, as, long as I'm educating, if you're new to things we do on Friday, we do pigskin picks we, you, for the Big Ten, and we use the lines from FanDuel. So that's where we get our information. That's where we put it out there. And I encourage you to check it out, whether we're talking point spreads, player props, over-unders, everything. Uh, so visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season as we're rolling into it, man. Don't be late. Jump on. Be part of it. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So I'm very excited. We're at this point of the season in the Big Ten, and a lot of interesting games coming up next week. But let's face it, and we're going to be talking about these all week on our podcast coming up here on Lockdown Big Ten. So be sure to check us out. Dive right in. There is no bigger game than noon on Fox, the Penn State-Ohio State game now. Battle of uh, unbeatens. We're now finally getting to the point of the schedule where the big three are starting to play each other off. I had, uh, and I do answer comments. In fact, earlier today when I was sitting here watching the Iowa-Wisconsin game, let's I, I'll catch up on all the comments. A lot of people like to comment on this podcast, uh, pro and con, love it all. 
on YouTube where they allow the comments below. Uh, some of you are starting now to find me on Twitter and comment to me straight on Twitter at TalkBig10 as well. That is fantastic. But I was scrolling through the comments earlier today, and uh, a lot of you are very excited about what is coming up with this uh, this Penn State-Ohio State game. And somebody suggested that I should do a segment on this podcast this week about all the tiebreakers because what if – what if Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan all split against each other and go one and one? What's the situation? And I said, you know what? That's an excellent idea. So somebody that, that commented it, I, I tell you, I read them, I go through them, and that's proof of it. We're gonna we're gonna do that uh, coming up very shortly, sometime this week, and look at all the possible scenarios. And uh, Penn State, Ohio State, that's uh, that's huge. And of course, these teams both have to face Michigan still. Um, so we're gonna be focusing on that. Rutgers is at Indiana Rutgers, like I told you earlier today, on a bit of a roll, and Indiana is having trouble. So Rutgers uh, looking to go into Bloomington and get another win. That's at noon. Wisconsin, they got to shake off this tough loss, and uh, Tanner Mordecai with the injury, and uh, Braylon Allen, it looks like he was, he was play, he's playing, but he looked like he was playing hurt. And they got to go into Illinois, which got a little spark of life today. With that last-second field goal win over Maryland, that's a 3:30 game at Illinois. Minnesota is at Iowa, and again, Iowa's on a roll. Uh, we spent the first half of this podcast talking about them, but they're doing it with fewer and fewer people. They got injuries in key places. If they can keep winning with defense and special teams, they'll, they'll try. Maybe they will. And Minnesota's no pushover, so that's going to be a good game to circle. Northwestern is at Nebraska. That's at 3.30 at the Big Ten Network next Saturday. Um, Nebraska, look, I've, Nebraska has some good pieces on this football team. They also have some weaknesses. Northwestern, if they win, that will be four wins. Northwestern is three and three. This is a team that went, you know, had one win last year. And then they had the hazing scandal. And then a the new coach that's never coached before, never been a head coach. And they're three and three. You got to take your hat off to them, whether you're a fan of Northwestern or not. And then at nighttime, 7.30 on NBC, it is the Michigan-Michigan State game. It uh, is the first time that this game has been played at Spartan Stadium under lights at nighttime. So a uh, primetime game. It'll be very interesting. And uh, we were still kicking around here. We're going to go live again next Saturday. I'm, I'm thinking about going live twice tomorrow after the early games and then after this Michigan-Michigan State game. I might, although I'm circling, I think we might go live at halftime of the Michigan-Michigan State game and kind of recap the day earlier today. That's what I'm leaning to right now. So make a note of it. In the meantime, catch all of our uh, podcasts during the week here on Locked on Big Ten. Many ways, again, for you to interact with me. Twitter, at TalkBig10, number 10. Website, talkbig10number10.com, and of course on YouTube as well. So be sure to subscribe right now if you love it, man. We're live. If you're just catching us, subscribe to the black button below. If you even want to ding that bell and uh, get alerts every time we come your way, we would really appreciate that. If nothing else, if you just found us tonight, please feel free to join us throughout the week. And uh, if you're one of our everyday regulars, thank you. Uh, I love having you guys. Um, so you can follow this podcast on your favorite podcast app and get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten again as soon as it's available. Asking you now to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. Another one. Got a ton of podcasts here for you here in the Lockdown family. They have the latest on everything going on in sports. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Can't wait till we talk to you on Monday. Thanks for checking us out. 
I'm Craig Sheeman with a live version here of Locked On Big Ten.